Kelly, are you okay? Me, I'm fine. I mean, it's crazy out there. All hell is broken loose. Are you okay? Because you seem nervous. I am nervous uh, because I, Kelly, I thought that you were in danger. I would never be able to forgive myself if something bad happened to you. Especially since uh, I never worked up the courage to kiss you. Well, maybe we should change that. Yeah, maybe we should. Listen up, you screwheads. You're listening to the Evil Dead Cast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Richard. And this is the Evil Dead Cast, episode number 33. And Rich, uh, I wasn't here last week, but um, this week, Jason is away. So it's just you and me again. Yeah, and it looks like we're supposed to talk about how great Jason is and how much we miss him. Well, you know, we <laughs> we could do that, but I think I think I would rather like to point out that uh, you know, I think we do a great job here without him, and I'm not sure we need Jason all that much to to keep doing this Whoa, podcast. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Of course, he is he is our fearless leader, the head of Podcastica, and uh, an important part of this show most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he's having fun in Chicago. Yeah, that's a cool city. He's out there for Walker Stalker Con Chicago. So he's, you know, he's doing okay this weekend. He's having fun hobnobbing with celebrities and hanging out with very cool people. So I don't feel too bad for him. Yeah, we're doing the podcast he started. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll all be hopefully back together next week, but uh, for now, let's move on into the show. We're going to get started with our Deadcast Top 3. Attention shoppers, Deadcast Top 3 in 5, 4, So it's our top three highlights for season three, episode seven of Ash vs. Evil Dead called Twist and Shout. Uh, Twist and I, Shout. That's right. I think there is lots of stuff to talk about here, but what did you think overall, Rich, of this episode? How'd you like it? Uh, it was an appropriate name. Those kids were having a good time. <laughs> Man, I tell you, it was just one word for this episode. It was intense, dude. Whenever, you know what? Whenever a show doesn't go the way I think it will, I'm pleasantly surprised in, in this show has had a couple of left turns these last couple of episodes. This one, I was, um, you know, I have to say I was a little bit disappointed that the Ash versus Ash didn't really materialize, but we've already seen that, so it wasn't too big of a deal. But in this episode, the emotions were heavy, man. You got Kelly, she's dead, and we saw Pablo cry. Now Brandy's dead, and we see Ash cry. What and why are they tightening these emotional bonds between the audience and the characters now with only three episodes left? Well, my head is spinning. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. I think they're doing this on purpose. Of course, they're they're really really drawing us in to these characters and the connections between them because I think some of them are going to be broken or forced apart, and it's going to be that much harder for us as the yeah. season winds down here. Um, I really really like this episode. 
for sort of the same reasons you were talking about just now that it's it, it really really played with my emotions a lot and some good some bad um but sort of bad in a good way if you know what i mean and yeah you know i just this episode had it all for me i was excited i was horrified it made me uncomfortable at times it made me mm -hmm. sad it made me a little bit angry sometimes and um just it it was it had everything emotion wise between the characters and between me and sort of what i was watching so i think it was one of the better episodes for that kind of stuff right yeah and yeah, me too. I mean, isn't that crazy? This show is this show is silly and dumb, but it makes you feel that way. All those different emotions. <laughs> well, I think I think that's one of the successes of this season, really. Like, you're right. It is supposed to be a bit silly and a bit dumb uh, and funny, but they've managed to do all that and also like almost make me cry. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I admit I it. You know, I, I got a little dusty in here at times during this episode, I think. And that's, this is amazing about Ash versus Evil Dead season three, especially season three. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've, I've read on some of the, some of the leaderboards, some of the comment boards when we were researching for our news articles that, you know, some people aren't too happy with the way the show's going. It's turned dark. It's, it's lost some of its silliness. Well, I wouldn't say so much silliness, but outright, you know, uh, funniness from ash himself but uh but i don't think so i think it's gotten better personally well you know before we get right into the rest of the top three let's talk about that for a second because i i kind of agree with that like it's i do find the show as season three has gone on a little bit less funny like i don't think there are quite as many one-liners and funny bits um right. or or not quite as much laugh out loud stuff for me but it is still there, and we've traded a little bit of that for some of this character emotion stuff. And the way I feel, since we haven't lost the comedy totally, which would be total, which would be really bad. I wouldn't want them to do that. I right. think I think they've kind of gone in a in a good direction here. And you never know. Maybe as the season winds down, they'll really ramp up the comedy again towards the end. I mean, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Or next year. Or <laughs> next season. That's right. Season yeah, right, four. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. No uh, kidding. The one other thing I wanted to just say about this, again, before we really get going here, is that it was awesome to see the whole team back together again, because it feels like it's been a few episodes where they've been all separated and doing their own thing, sort of. And now we got everybody back in the high school and uh, working together again. So I, I like that about this episode. It was kind of a feel-good ghost beaters are back sort of thing yeah yeah i agree I, I thought the same thing when they were at the at the gym at the dance i was like hey everybody's in the same building at least now it's been a while since that's happened well yeah exactly it was under those circumstances but they were there yeah that's true that's true all right so pretty good episode um what did you have for your number three number three i put the death of brandy not because i liked it i, I didn't like that she died so I, I didn't like that Brandy died uh, because it made Ash sad. And if Ash is sad, then I'm sad. Right. Literally. <laughs> if Ash is happy, I'm happy. If he's sad, he's sad. If he's being funny, I'm laughing. So, you know, he, he carries the show for me. But um, I was upset last week when Kelly died. You know, when Kelly assumed room temperature last episode, mm -hmm. I was a little bit upset about that. But now Brandy... <laughs> You know, that she's there to keep her company over there in the evil realm. And for some reason, that made me feel a little bit better. So Kelly's got Brandy now. And I like I like the tease that we might get to see what the evil realm is like 
because you know they're gonna have the two girls over there and you got the two guys over here uh-huh. so it'd be kind of cool to see what this evil is doing over there that it was it was heartwarming at the end there to see how much both brandy and ash care for each other you know the emotions like you said yeah i i think that's i totally agree and um i was surprised last week of course i wasn't here but when when kelly died last week i'm a huge fan of hers uh Dana Dana DiLorenzo and the character I'm just a huge fan and I was pretty bummed when she died but she kind of came back so quickly or you know was her body was inhabited by another character so quickly that I almost feel like we didn't really lose her um so you know that kind of helped a little bit with the the pain of it all and then this week when we saw Pablo talking to her through the uh through the thing, the rift, I guess it was. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, so she's in there. She's okay. They're going to be able to bring her back somehow. Uh, and I sort of felt okay with it. Um, and then, but with Brandy this week, I think just because it was like, you know, Ash right there, he's her father, and he kind of breaks down. It really got to me when when yeah. she died. And the way she died, too, being stabbed with the dagger, protecting her father. I mean, it was huge, I thought. Yeah, right after she had her little flashbacks of Ash as her dad and she couldn't do it, you know, because she loved him. And it's like, oh, no, and she takes a bullet for him, so to speak. It's like, ah. Yeah, no, exactly. And one other thing I like, I liked about that scene, and I do think this is more on the comedy side, is at least for me anyways, when she when she's stabbed with the dagger, she kind of falls into Ash and his arms wrap around her. But one arm is a chainsaw and one arm is a shotgun, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> only Ash, only Ash can catch his dying daughter with two awesome weapons in each hand right. and still make it, you know, emotional. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was funny. So poor Ash. I know, poor guy. He is just getting, just when he's getting to know her and now she's dead and he has to like crumple down with her dead body in his arms. Pretty, pretty, um, pretty brutal, really. Yeah. Um, so my number three is, I guess, just Demon Ash. Uh, at first I was calling him Evil Ash, but, uh, I went Mm. to the Evil Dead wiki and they've referred to him as Demon Ash. So I think that's a little bit more appropriate. Um, but I thought it was, even though this is kind of some, we've sort of seen this before in this universe, not exactly like this, but, you know, similar, I was really entertained by having two ashes on screen. And, you know, that may be because the more Bruce Campbell we have, the better, maybe, because yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed most of the stuff with Demon Ash and I, when he, when he was born, the first thing that I thought is that, okay, we're going to get one of those scenes where there are both ashes standing there and they're each trying to convince somebody who's the real one. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. see that in comedies all the time. Uh, and then it plays out in different ways. And I, f- I figured we'd get one of those scenes for sure. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised that we didn't really get that scene. Um, they do share the screen at times, but I was impressed that you're never really confused as to who's who. You always know which one is Demon Ash and which one is Good Ash. And I think that's that's okay. They didn't have to go for that kind of, uh, you know, tried and tested comedic moment in this one, uh, even though it could have been funny. I'm glad, sort of glad they didn't. 
Yeah, they kind of stayed away from the cliches, huh? Yeah. I think they were trying to do that on purpose because they've already had Ash versus Ash before. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Ash versus like tiny Ash. Um, and when and when they first encounter each other in this episode, uh, good Ash, what does he say? He says, you're little me all grown up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you the little guy that is all grown up? Yeah. I, at, my first thought was he was referring to, you know, little Ash clones from Army of Darkness. But obviously, I think he was referring to the, the kid that we had to fight, oh, yeah. you know, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I think so. Demon Ash was my number two also. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it and talk about what you were just talking about. I You've seen this double Ash before, but like you just said, he's he's our favorite character, so it's literally double the satisfaction when you have two of them on screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two of the handsome, chainsaw-wielding, kick-ass characters there. I thought it would have been cool if, if Demon Ash kept his muscle and bone saw that he was born with, with his you know for his right hand. Yes. But then Mom... Mom made him cut it off, and that scene was pretty gross. I almost gagged during that scene. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, kind of the way he was sort of whimpering while he was doing it and saying, oh, this hurts. Is that normal? <laughs> His face. <laughs> it hurts, mother. Yeah, Make it right. stop. <laughs> um, I'm with you, though. I The first thing I thought was, oh, man, he he's, like, just come out of this cocoon. He has this awesome, like, bone chainsaw, and they're going to cut it off immediately? That's yeah. That seemed like sort of a a bummer to me, um, but I don't know. Maybe he can regrow it or something. But it 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 doesn't really matter now. I don't think because he had his head blown off later. <laughs> yeah, kind of a moot point, huh? Yeah. A Plus, bit. you know what? Here, I have to say something about this. So he's he's walking through the school, and remember when he comes up on those two kids smoking a joint on the stairs? Yeah. Now, okay. So let's say you're those two kids, right? And if you were in the presence of a stout-looking fella with a chainsaw for a hand and a shotgun in the other hand, would you flick your joint at him and continue <laughs> to taunt him, especially this guy with a reputation who has the nickname Ashy Slashy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, Come on, man. Kids are dumb. I think that is absolutely the wrong decision. I think what you want to do in that situation is run away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Ashy Slashy turn and go the other way. Don't flick your joint at him. No, no, that was kind of silly, actually. Um, now, if it really was Ash that they were doing that to, he probably wouldn't have uh, carved them up with the chainsaw, but why take that chance? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, that made an impression on me, and this this wasn't the demon Ash, this was the real Ash, you know, when he was he was walking through the corridors looking for his handsome self, as he puts it, right? Uh-huh. And you don't think too much about Ash and his chainsaw and his shotgun too much, but the scene where all the kids are standing around in the hallway looking at the at the bodies that Demon Ash cut up, you know, they were standing there looking at these at this bloodbath, and then they turn around and they see the real Ash standing there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, you know, hey, kids, this, uh, this isn't what it seems. And he puts his saw and his gun in the air. Yeah. And for like a totally, for just a brief moment, it really put it in perspective for me how scary he would be to the normal folk and how like fucked up his whole situation is you know for a brief moment there i was a little bit scared i was like ah he's a pretty imposing looking dude with that chainsaw and, and shotgun that's funny i've never really thought about him like that because it's always so funny and he's always been uh, a bit of a bumbling fool but also very capable right but you're yeah. right imagine if you like you're in a dark corridor in a school or somewhere like that and he comes walking around the corner uh yeah that would be you know 
pants crappingly frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Brown spot on the shorts for sure, man. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, I'm I, my number two, although it's kind of related to this one, so um, it's, it, it is the school dance. And uh, on one hand, I think having this kind of thing set in a school dance in the gym is a little bit of a stereotypical location for this kind of thing. Like we've seen this a lot, you know, the horror or slasher flick terrorizing the teenagers in the school dance, um, or, or similar places like that. I mean, maybe it's the teenagers that really sort of jumps out at me. Uh, but in this case, again, I just think it worked really well. And, uh, they do things like this that are a little stereotypical on this show but it doesn't really bother me that much. And I thought it was a really fun location uh, to have this, this stuff happening. Right. And yeah, it was kids were, uh, the kids were having a good time too. I've never been to a high school dance that had uh, that many kids dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, most of the time are they just stuck against the wall wondering what the hell to do? (laughs) Yeah. You got the boys on one side, you got the girls on the other side. It's like, you go ask her to dance, man. No way you go ask her. And then nothing (laughs) happens. You know, do you ever get, do you ever get, uh, this is a, an aside, but do you ever get like that one or two kids who are a little more, I don't know, uh, confident than the others and they're the ones that sort of like started off or one yeah. of the girls comes out or something like that and asks a boy to dance? I imagine that must yeah. happen. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, you'll, you'll get that, but instead of running out there and just being the the center of attention, they'll like do stupid things like they'll start to dirty dance or they'll start to, you know, oh, uh, twerk or something like that. Oh. And you, you got to be the asshole teacher that walks out there. Hey, knock it off. What do you think you kids are doing? <laughs> yeah, but that's your job. That's what you're there for. Right. Yeah. Although, you know, sometimes though, it's like, geez, how do these 14 year olds know how to do that? And some of them do it really well. God. Yeah. I, uh, I have two girls and I no longer look forward to them being teenagers. <laughs> If if I ever did. So, (laughs) um, but you know what, with the school dance, the only thing about it, and I don't mean to bring this down at all, is that there was a certain level of uh, sort of uncomfortable feeling for me of watching a guy with a chainsaw, who's essentially a psychotic killer, walk through a school murdering students. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to get political or anything like that, but I couldn't help but think about it. There's been a lot of school violence in recent months and years and, and it did come to mind. And I was, I was a little bit, uh, just a little bit uncomfortable about watching him just murder innocent students who, who who were there to have a good time. And I know the show is not really commenting on that or anything. And of course this was made a year ago and stuff like that. But I don't know. It did make me feel a little bit funny despite it being a, a kind of a cool location for this kind of thing, I guess. I, I realize I'm sort of contradicting myself there, but I had to bring it up. I, I know what you mean. I, I had this, a little bit of the same feeling. I was watching it thinking, hey, this is going to be cool. But then as I'm watching it, thinking, you know, because it's always in the back of your mind sure. what's been happening. And so it's like, it felt like you were doing something wrong. You know, it's like, Oh, uh, should I be watching this or maybe I should turn it down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, and it's, it, it, it was only because, you know, he was there and he wasn't killing, uh, well, he wasn't killing his enemies, right? He was just slashing or chainsawing down sort of the kids as they were trying to run away and stuff. So yeah, a little bit weird, but, 
overall, uh, really awesome, really awesome scene and fun scene. Anyways, my number two is uh, Ruby's plan and kind of the intricacies of it, but also how simple it was. So um, I watched the episode a few times and sort of what I wrote down about her plan on my second watch through was that um, so De her, her whole plan was to have Demon Ash come in and do these evil things in the school, start killing the students in the gym. And she would have Brandy there witnessing it so that Brandy would think that it was her real dad doing these things and that he was actually an evil guy or, or a demon. And then Ruby gives Brandy the dagger and tells her to protect herself if she needs to. Because the first time I watched it through, I was like, why would she hand her the dagger? What's stopping Brandy from just turning around and stabbing her with it? She's right mm -hmm. there, like hiding under the yeah. table. So that kind of confused me at first. But when I understood the complexities or the full extent of the plan, I was like, oh, okay. So Brandy's not going to do that because she's watching somebody who she thinks is her dad murder all these people. And she's been told that her dad is a demon. So now Ruby is trying to get Brandy to kill Ash uh, with that dagger. And the, the plan, Ruby's plan, hinges on um, the demon Ash kind of getting out of there and hiding as good Ash shows up. And then Brandy killing good Ash instead of demon Ash because she believes who she just saw do all the murdering was her actual father. So... Um, I just liked it. Once I once I had the whole plan sort of straight in my mind, I thought it was uh, really clever, if a little complicated. But you know what? Supervillain plans are usually a little bit complicated, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good summary, too. Plus, uh, Brandy saw the, uh, Demon Ash make that demon face. So she saw, you know, and then she ran back screaming into the dance with, uh, where Ruby was and, and then saw that other girl that Ruby had just killed, by the way, oh. by sna snapping her neck. <laughs> yeah. She's like, is that another one? And then Ruby played it from there. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it all hinged on them convincing Brandy to do away with Ash on her own. Right. With the, with the Kandarian dagger. And that's what made it so powerful, like we just talked about, where she, she couldn't do it because in the end, it's, you know, it's still her dad and she loves him. Right, exactly. She had the little, like, flashback montage of all the fatherly stuff he said. Um, but the whole, and then the whole capper to the whole plan was, you know, as she comes out, then Ruby kind of impales herself on the chainsaw. And that's supposed to be the final thing or the final moment that really solidifies it for uh brandy that ash is actually evil because you know he just blatantly kills ruby who you know at this point brandy is starting to think is actually okay again um so yeah i just thought it was a a cool plan and and uh she managed to pull it off well until the final moment there where brandy couldn't bring herself to do it and good ash uh uh shows up or i guess yeah. good ash and, and demon asher end up in the same uh in the same place and he <laughs> he blows his head off in two shots which was great yeah yeah <laughs> you could see his brain start to slide down a little bit haha <laughs> you missed boom yeah he's off his whole head <laughs> exactly exactly so fun plan overall great scene um do you have a number one yeah that's it my number one was the midwinter's eve school dance uh you know the, the uncomfortableness of 
the setting of a school dance aside, uh-huh. uh, I, en- I was enjoying the music for one thing. That was pretty cool. Uh, they and another win with the music in this episode. The kids were doing their thing, and uh, Ashy Slashy was doing his thing. Unfortunately, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if there's a time, you know, when the when Demon Ash was in there doing his thing, that's when I thought it was going to be the Ash versus Ash thing. I'm thinking if there's a time for the real Ash to show up and be a hero, this is it. Because he didn't. Well, he did, but not everybody was still there. A lot of the kids had left right. covered in blood, right? So I was thinking, man, how is, how is Ash going to explain this away? He's already got the moniker Ashy Slashy. <laughs> and that's exactly what he was doing in there, according to most of the kids who saw it. And so now what's he going to say about that? I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be in trouble. It's pretty hard to to live that down when uh, a whole group of high school students just watched you apparently walk in and start killing everybody. Yeah. You're not going to get rid of the Ashy Slashy uh, nickname after that. <laughs> right. Um, I understand that, you know, that, pretty much anything can happen in this series and the stakes are low because you know death is arbitrary in this particular show but damn it i care a lot for ash and the ghost beaters and i don't want to see them suffer so i was sad when brandy died oh god yeah so was i my number my number one was actually brandy's death um and we have talked about it a fair bit already but i think just her taking the knife in the back to save her father was incredible. It was really well done. Even though, again, this is the kind of thing we've seen millions of times before in other shows and movies and stuff, someone diving in front of a bullet to save somebody else, right? It just, but it worked here for me really well. I got really sad about it. And, um, uh, you know, as she she dies and Ash is sort of crying over her body, you know, we, we smash cut to her waking up in... Um, I think they're calling it the Deadlands. Is that what it is? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. So she wakes up in the gym, but in the Deadlands, um, which I thought was so good. And this is after we'd seen that Kelly is in there too. Um, so on one hand, we know that Brandy's not necessarily alone in there. Right. So I, I imagine her and Kelly will find each other somehow. Um, but I'm also really intrigued about what's going on there and why... Uh, why, why when someone dies, they, they wake up in the Deadlands and does that happen to everybody? And does this mean that all of our characters, Pablo and Ash included, are going to sort of die and wake up in the Deadlands or, yeah. or is something else, or is it going to work out some other way? What do you think? I, yeah, I don't know. Well, first of all, I think that, uh, you have to be stabbed by the dagger to go to the Deadlands. Oh, that makes sense. Just- yeah, I don't think it's just anybody or everybody. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense because both of them were stabbed by the dagger. That's right. Yeah. And then also, yeah, I, I, I'm I, looking forward to seeing uh, some more of this of the Deadlands, if that's what they're going to call it, because uh, that, that'll be cool to kind of see where all this is coming from. We never got the, from you know, we've never got that side of the story. We've only gotten uh, Ash and the Ghost Beater side of the story. So it'd be interesting to go in there a little bit. I don't know, though, if everyone's going to die and go in there. I think because you got that portal that they've uh, teased us with a couple of times down in the basement of Ash's hardware store Yep. and sex toy emporium. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's, I think they're going to go through that and try and save the girls and probably have the final showdown because we're only what two, three episodes away now from the end. So yeah, that's right. There's three more. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. I think they'll probably realize that they're both stuck in there somehow. Uh, and uh, Pablo knows already because he spoke to Kelly through the the rift. So you're probably right. I think Ash and Pablo will go into it. There'll be some sort of battle in there. I wonder how much of the last few episodes will take place in the Deadlands versus the the real world. Yeah, that'll be interesting, huh? It will be, yeah. So anyways, um, just to cap off my number one there, Brandy dying was was a big thing for me. And I almost felt more for her dying, for her death, than for Kelly's uh, in the last episode. Uh, but, you know, I was sad for both. Yeah. You know, when that camera was panning around the dance and you see all those poor kids covered and head to toe with blood. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, that whole town is going to need some serious therapy, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this is the point where you think they just, they're all going to want to move away. It's like, let's get the hell out of here. I don't think it's worth living in this place anymore. <laughs> no kid, That was one messed up town. It really, really And he is. had a great line, too, uh, just before he killed Demon Ash. Ruby went to Kandarian Kinko's and this asshole popped out. <laughs> That, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's amazing. That's a great line. Yeah. They're, uh, the only other line I think in this episode that I made a note of here is just when Ash said evil is circling like sharks at a tuna rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's a tuna rodeo? Well, it, it barely makes sense. <laughs> you understand what he means, but it's just so weird. Like who would say that? But it, that did make me laugh when I watched this yeah. one. It was a good one. <laughs> he said another one too, and he was trying to be an authority figure to brandy when she when she was on the stairs in her dress asking to go to the dance and he's like he's like well what do you think kelly and she says yeah you should let her go so he says all right uh we'll we'll try it your way this time but from now on you're rubber and we're glue i'm like (laughs) wait a minute wait i think we got that i think that's backwards (laughs) yeah i might be backwards but i don't know who knows what he even was really trying to say (laughs) yeah and it cracked me up overall too and in Here's Ash and Brandy trying to have a father-daughter talk, and, and you can't help but notice all the blood and gut splattered on the walls behind them. Yes. <laughs> it's like, wow. I, child, wear, child welfare services would shit their pants if they saw that. Oh, my God. I thought exactly the same thing. His house is constantly covered with blood and gore, and in, they even sort of made a point in this episode where they get changed, right? And Ash comes down, and he says, oh, that feels much better, and then she, Brandy comes down, and she's all dressed up, but the house... Yeah is still a disaster. Like, they must have to repaint that thing every couple of days, the way they kill people in there. (laughs) (laughs) That made me giggle a little when Ash came down. Ah, that's better. But he's... He looks exactly the same. He's just cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. How many many of those outfits does he have? I think quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope that that at the beginning when um, Demon Ash was born from that cocoon, I hope... Whoever that body double was for Bruce Campbell got paid extra, man, because that dude was covered in goo. I hate to imagine where all that goo went. Oh, it went everywhere, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, he came out of that thing. That was pretty nasty, actually, the way he just sort of slid out and completely butt-ass naked and covered <laughs> in goop. Like, who knows what that was made of? Looked like part Vaseline and part, like, chicken guts or something. I know. It was pretty gross. gross. <laughs> uh, do you have any other notes uh, on this episode before we wrap it up? There's a couple of other things we didn't really talk about. Um, I really, I did enjoy what Pablo was doing here. Um, as he went, especially when he got to the school, the first thing he does is run into 
um, Kelly supposedly in in that room. Was it the same music room as from the first episode? Oh, might have been. Gosh, I I didn't notice, but it could have been, huh? Might have been. Um, but I enjoyed that scene. I liked the way Pablo used the kiss from a couple of weeks ago to figure out that it wasn't really Kelly, and then headbutts yeah. her, which I thought was clever. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, and then really quick scene, uh, when Pablo, no, when Ash was, <laughs> when he was, uh, just arrived, just arriving to the school, I think he, um, there was a really quick montage of him kind of suiting up. And one of the things he dove does is stuff a, a jock down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made a note of that too. <laughs> I don't know. It's, we haven't really seen that before, but it's like, yeah, why not wear a cup? I mean, you need to be protected <laughs> for getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> Well, you know what made me laugh out loud? It was funny to see Ash stuff a cup into his pants, but what made me laugh out loud was when he was when he grunted in frustration as he was trying to do it. It's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> like it was so difficult. <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, and then two other little moments. Uh, when Ruby was on the chainsaw, uh, she, um, she made this incredibly hilarious face, I thought, just as she's being shaken around on the chainsaw and... Uh, um, I don't know her facial expression was hilarious. I thought it was kind of a mixture of like sort of pain, but mostly just almost ridiculous. Like, look what's happening to me kind of thing. Yeah. So, and Ash is like, when did you start enjoying this? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's a good line. Actually. That's a really good line. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a couple things too. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really talk too much about Pablo, but, uh, you know, uh, first, First, I was scared for Kelly, and then Pablo teared up, and I felt sorrow and remorse, you know, that she was in the Deadlands. Yep. Uh, you know, because Pablo obviously was pretty upset about that. I didn't like it when Kelly got killed. Now I don't like it even more. No. But on a side note, uh, it's pretty cool that Pablo can talk to dead people. Yeah, that oh, is that's cool. cool power. Th that scene, though, right when he's talking to her through the rift in the wall, um, and then it closes, like... The camera just kind of lingers on his face for a few seconds while he's kind of calling out her name. And I thought it was pretty intense. And I really felt Pablo's pain in that moment. Yeah. Right? Like he's really upset and concerned for her. And he just, uh, Ray Santiago did a great job there just making me feel it. So it was a little moment, but you know, those are the things that sort of make the show so awesome, I think. Yeah, the entire cast busted out the acting chops for this show. <laughs> I had a couple of other things too. Uh, uh, on the when that when Good Ash meets the Demon Ash for the first time, and yep. was was he eating the dead teenagers? It did look Is like that it. What he was doing. It did look like it. He was hunched over them, and he had blood on his face. Um, it wasn't totally clear, but I thought he was eating them. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. That is gross. That's that's more zombie behavior than uh, demon behavior. Yeah. And then my last note was uh, Kelly. I don't know. Uh, I think K Kelly, uh, Kelly's physicality, I think, is enhanced by her, her new, it's, I don't know, it sounds like a British accent. Oh, Kaya yeah. speaks through her. I was like, ooh, that's pretty sexy. I like that. <laughs> I, I have to agree. I enjoyed that myself <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, you know what I would have liked, though? In the last episode, when Kaya first went into her, Kelly had different colored eyes. She had bright blue eyes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I thought what they were going to do is every time we're seeing Kaya in Kelly's body, she'd have the blue eyes. Mm. And every time we're seeing Kelly or 
Kaya pretending to be Kelly, we'd see the like dark brown eyes, but they didn't do that in this episode. They just kept the eyes the same color. So I was a little bummed by that because I thought the um, sort of blue fake fake blue contact lenses looked amazing on her. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that now that you mention it. And then, yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I, I just remembered it because I actually watched last week's uh, again before um, I watched it last week, but then again, just earlier today before I rewatched this episode a couple of times and I noticed the eyes again, I thought, all right, we're going to see more blue eye Kelly here, but then we didn't. So mm. Maybe she doesn't like the contacts or something like that. Yeah. Maybe they just forgot because, you know, it seems like they're making all this up as they go. <laughs> <laughs> in, you know what? In a way it does. But at the same time, the story in sometimes feels so complex that I just don't feel like there's any way you could make this up as you go along. You need to have an outline somewhere to keep track of, of sort of some stuff. So. Yeah. Well, whatever they're doing, it's, it's working. Yeah. It's, it's working, working for me. That's for sure. Totally. One last thing I wanted to mention that I thought was funny is when right at the beginning, when demon Ash, uh, comes out of the thing and Ruby hands him a mirror to look at himself, he holds it up to his face and you hear a glass breaking sound effect. Like he's so ugly or whatever that the mirror breaks i that made me laugh too <laughs> yeah oh that's right yeah and ash he's always even in the most stressful of times he still thinks that he's uh he's totally handsome you know he's he, what do you say to kelly there's a there's a handsome but demented version of me running around here you have my permission to bust it in the face yeah that's right handsome but demented <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty apt description of himself too actually <laughs> so all right, if that is all we've got for this episode, we'll take a quick break, but there's more to come, so stay with us. We got a few news articles for uh, you. The first one's from Fansided, a uh, great site, by the way, if you haven't been there, by Susan Layton. Uh, recently, in an interview with Assignment X, Bruce Campbell dropped a bombshell. He wanted to let fans know that it may be game over for Ash, because after all, he is mortal. That's a direct quote from Bruce. This must have been hard for admirers of the iconic movie trilogy in his current series, Ash versus Evil Dead to hear, and as a matter of fact, the internet was quite a buzz with this revelation. So Bruce Campbell has been playing this role of the reluctant hero for almost 40 years, and that is a long time. But then here's what got my attention with this article, right? Susan goes on to say, uh, she gets a bit controversial and goes on to say, if this is the end of the road for Bruce Campbell, 
I believe that Ash versus Evil Dead could do it without Bruce Campbell. What? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. So wait a minute. When I, when Bruce says that this could be the end for Ash, what did he say? This could be the end for Ash. He is mortal. Yeah, so he said, uh, quote, it may be game over for Ash. He is mortal, end quote. So he's not saying game over for the show, like the show is done. He's saying Ash might die, I think. Uh, the internet's a buzz, man. I don't know. There's a lot of people trying to trying to decipher what he said. He said it during an interview uh, when he was in London for the Comic-Con thing in London. Shit. I, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about that because I don't want Ash to die, but I mean, after 40 years, I could... I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. But yeah, I can I can understand why people are getting a little bit crazy about that. Wow. Yeah, uh, the author goes on to uh, defend her, uh, you know, what she said. She says, uh, Ash has taught Kelly and Pablo well. If she makes it back from being possessed, uh, then it isn't a stretch to have her take the proverbial boomstick from Ash and become El Jefe. And uh-huh. then Pablo and Kelly together would be a dream team. She also talks about Brandy, Ruby, and the Knights of Samaria. So she wow. made a kind of a good case, but I don't know. It was pretty weak in my opinion because I'm like, Bruce is the show. Ash is the show, right? If Ash is sad, you're sad. If Ash is happy, you're laughing. Is Ash, you know, if Ash is excited, you're excited. How could you have this show without Ash? Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, Ash is Evil Dead, right? He is He is key to this whole thing. Uh, that being said, they did a, they did an evil dead movie without Ash. And actually I thought it was okay. And I do like Pablo and I love Kelly and some of these other characters are pretty entertaining. I've really learned to love Brandy. So maybe, maybe a little tiny part of me thinks that the show could go on without Bruce, but it's, yeah. that's a, that's a very small part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what else we got here? We got. Uh, um, so did Ash versus Evil Dead really just kill off that character? It's talking about Kelly, of course. Yes, Ash versus Evil Dead killed off Kelly, giving her a fitting send-off by letting her go out in an ass-kicking blaze of glory that personified the character we've gotten to know and love these last few years. Evil killed her family and is threatening the lives of her friends, and she literally gives hers for the sake of the fight she bravely devoted it to. But is this really it for Kelly? Is she really dead? Actress Dana DeLorenzo's tweets this week will have you believing that we have indeed seen the last of Kelly, at least a version of Kelly that's actually, you know, the real Kelly. Here's what Dana said about her character's death. Quote, quote, it was pretty tough, actually. It was the end of the journey for Kelly Maxwell as we know it. My first death scene ever. Uncomfortable physically and emotionally, the set was very quiet that day. So I'm saying all that so I can say this. If you haven't made a visit to Dana DeLorenzo's Twitter feed, check it out, man. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I was on there last night, and she posts some pretty cool shit. Like, there's there's production pics uh, of behind the scenes. Uh, she has some good pictures of, of her death scene from, you know, behind the camera. She's got videos uh, from behind the scenes, uh, promos and interviews that she posts up there. It's a really cool site. Uh, I mean, her Twitter feed's really cool. There's also a good one with Lucy Lawless on there talking about Dana's ability to throw a grenade from the last episode. So check out her Twitter feed. It's pretty cool. Uh, about what she said about Kelly, though, I don't know. Is she really gone? For sure? Well, you know, I, I I feel like on this show, nobody's ever really gone. 
because they seem to find ways to bring them back constantly. But maybe we're, maybe, yeah, maybe this is a different sort of Kelly than, than we're, we've had until now. And I'm not even sure what that means, but, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time believing that any of these people would ever be really gone, like off the show gone as in, they're just not part of it anymore. But, um, I do think for now, Kelly is really dead. And by dead, I mean trapped in the Deadlands <laughs> while, yeah, while, some, while somebody else in, inhabits her body. Yeah, that's what we've seen so far, huh? Yeah. That would suck, though, if she was trapped there forever. That would be a huge bummer. Uh, but good call on her Twitter feed. I haven't, uh, I haven't really looked at that, which I should. I'm terrible at Twitter, so I, I don't use it very much. Uh, but it sounds like she's really good at it. And if there's some fun stuff on there, then, yeah, everyone should check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool, especially if you're a fan like we are. There's a lot of cool stuff that you don't normally get to see that she puts up there. It's really fun. Neat. All right, uh, check this out. So for those of us who have fantasized about Bruce Campbell joining the cast of The Walking Dead as Ash. What? Well... That's not going to happen. No. But thanks to the creative editing of Joe Harp, fans from both shows can watch a kick-ass trailer that he made <laughs> for the never-going-to-happen Bloodfest, right? It's four minutes long, and he has everything you could want if these two shows ever did co-mingled. Uh, it's pretty cool, this fan trailer that he made. He, he does some really creative stuff in there. Interesting side note, Campbell himself told a story at the recent con in London about how he came up with the idea for Negan's trusty weapon, Lucille. Uh, he and Greg Nicotero go way back, according to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Bruce Campbell is claiming that uh, Lucille is his was his idea. That's what he's claiming. <laughs> I love Bruce so much. You know, one of the <laughs> things I remember about him being in the Spider-Man movies, he, he had bit parts in the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, right? I think he was in all three of them. And, yeah. you know, he used to say in interviews that he was like the most important character in those movies because, you know, in the first one he played a maitre d'. Oh, you know what? I probably have it out of order. Maybe in the first one he was the wrestling promoter or something like that or the announcer, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, and, that's right. And so he names the character because Tobey Maguire says, I'm the human spider. And then he yeah. says, that's a stupid name. And then he introduces him as Spider-Man. <laughs> and then it was the, you know what? It was the second one where he was the, the guy in the restaurant Oh, no, no, no. Maybe that was the third one. Anyways, in the second one, he was the he was the guy, the usher outside the theater and he won't mm -hmm. let Peter in. So then he claimed first I named the character and then I defeated the hero because he wouldn't let him into the, the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the third one, maybe he was the French restaurant guy. Anyways, he used to claim he was the most important character in the Spider-Man films, which I thought was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> now he's taking credit for something else that probably wasn't really him. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's hard to say, but uh, I watched the trailer that this fellow Joe Harp made, and it's uh, it was really well done. It was a, it was great. You see Ash and Negan on the same screen at the same time, and you're like, whoa, you know, what are the possibilities? Anyways, I can't remember where I, I which website I got it from, but I, I got the link here, so we can put the link up. Cool. Yeah, we should do that. I want to check that out. That sounds really fun. And lastly, and. I think we should take this with a grain of salt. But last okay. night I was doing my research. According to a website called RenewCancelTV.com, <laughs> Stars has 
internally renewed Ash versus Evil Dead for season four. Slated to premiere in 2019. Insider sources inform RenewCancelTV.com that Stars has not set Ash versus Evil Dead as the last in the series, leaving the door open for a potential fifth season in 2020. What? Mm, not I don't know. Not too sure about how reputable this news news cancel renew cancel TV website is, but I also checked Rotten Tomatoes. And on their website, they have a recent update to its canceled TV show list, and Ash vs. Evil Dead was not on there. No. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? As much as I hope that it is renewed, I am. I do not have a lot of faith that Stars is going to renew it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this site does, in fact, have insider information. Who knows? Um, and, and maybe Stars is just waiting until sort of the the season finale night or something like that to make a big announcement i don't know we'll have to wait and find out but i think you're right we should probably just take this with a grain of salt for now and (laughs) keep our fingers crossed and hope yeah i don't know it's uh it's hard to tell with all these websites out there yes keep our fingers crossed that's right maybe ash will be back for season four and they're saying five too maybe right (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) all right not just happy with four we're gonna go on for 10 seasons now yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> someone will announce that and someone will believe it too, probably. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it. Cool. Let's do a little bit of listener feedback before we call it a night here. We got some listener responses. I will start. This one comes from Matthew Rep. Matthew says, once again, this show gives us something we've never seen before. That fused Knights of Sum- Sumeria demon was incredible. Looks like we have another good Ash versus uh, evil Ash to look forward to. I also like that just by toasting a Pop-Tart, you can be the best cook Ash has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, I agree with Matthew too. That That demon we got last week after the dude went into the portal and then got spit out again... And he had two heads. That thing was yeah. creepy, man. I But yeah. creepy in the best possible way. I thought it was amazing. It was cool. Simple pleasures with the Pop-Tart thing, huh? Yes, exactly. So much better toasted. <laughs> uh, next, we have uh, Tiffany Ann Thompson. Once again, the special effects and practical effects are on point. This show just keeps getting better and better with every episode. I didn't see Kelly dying coming at all. I cried a lot. Yeah. Yep. Def- definitely sad. Uh, Steve Brown writes, loved that fight. I'm actually not as concerned for Kelly because she has been possessed before, much like all our mains. Uh, She seems to be healed. That's the thing. They get possessed all the time. They get evil in them. Kelly had a Pablo's face in her leg for a while. Like crazy crap happens. And so sometimes it's hard to worry too much about them. But yeah. yeah, the stakes are pretty low in this show, but still, you never know. They can do some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, we have Mo Favo. I'm pretty sure the Knights are the best red shirts ever. <laughs> I usually get frustrated by the uh, usual ways to supply victims, but I love this approach. P.S. How many things can you think of where this quote applies? <laughs> OMG, this is so much better toasted. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, what would be better toasted? Um, maybe my jokes? <laughs> if i Demons was would be better toasted. if i was toasted maybe uh yeah. <laughs> how about how about marshmallows marshmallows toasted are okay <laughs> um peanut butter on toast peanut butter on toast yeah bread 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of course. Uh, anything else? Waffles? That's pretty... Eggos. Yeah, Eggos you put in the toaster, yeah, right? Eggos, yeah. If you eat those frozen, that's not so good, probably. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's pretty good. There you go. There's a few things out there better toasted, I guess. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for writing in. Send in uh, more and more feedback if you can, and we'll read it on next week's episode. Uh, next week on Ash versus Evil Dead, Rich, what do we have to look forward to? Next episode is called Rifting Apart. Ash... And Pablo realized the rift in the cellar is the key to saving humanity and devise a plan to save the ones they love. There you go. Okay. That's what they're going to do. They're going to devise a plan and jump into the rift. We're going to go to the Deadlands. That's Ash and Pablo. That's a clever title, Rifting Apart. I like that. Yeah. And this ep- the next week's episode is directed by the same guy that did this week, Twist and Shout. So uh, I think he did uh-huh. a fantastic job and I'm looking forward to seeing next week's. Right on. That's our show, everyone. Episode number 33. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to call us, you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can also email us at groovy at podcastica.com. Of course, you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evildeadcast or at evildeadcast on Twitter. And please check out the other shows on the Podcastica network at podcastica.com. You can find Jason's Walking Dead podcast there. And you can find Chris's at TalkingDeadPodcast.com. You can indeed. There's lots of good stuff on the Podcastica Network, so check that out. And a couple of weeks ago on the show, uh, we talked about people, you know, doing a little performance or a recording of something from Ash vs. Evil Dead. I don't know if Jason's received anything. He does moderate all the email, uh, but it doesn't sound like it. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to record something fun... I mean, there's a pretty good chance we'll play it here on the podcast as the season goes through the last few episodes. So do that if you want. It'll be super cool. And uh, send your your recordings to Groovy at Podcastica.com. That would be fun. It would be super awesome. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening. Ding dong. You're dead.